Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Another lovely day down under as we welcome you to TC Live, our half-hour pregame show to get you ready for all the action across the globe tonight. So here's what's coming up on the show. With just more than four days until first ball of the Australian Open, we'll show you what the stars are doing on and off the court to get ready. Plus, upset cities. Which top seeds went down in Adelaide and Auckland? And what does it mean for their hopes in Melbourne? And how fast will the courts be inside Rod Laver Arena? Our experts roll out what goes into building a championship surface. Watch this on a loop all day. So satisfying. Speaking of satisfying, our featured matches on Tennis Channel. Beginning at the top of the hour in Auckland, battle of former college tennis stars, Marcos Garone and Cam Norrie. Americans Jensen Brooksby, Sophia Kennan and Daniel Collins all in action. Plus, Caroline Garcia facing Belinda Bencic. So much more. Another awesome night of tennis. Who needs sleep? Just keep it locked on Tennis Channel all night long. Steve Weissman back with you alongside the Hall of Famer Tracy Austin, former world number five Jimmy Arias. Tracy, Jimmy, we were talking yesterday about when we were going to see Naomi Osaka on a tennis court again. Uh, apparently she was watching the show because she announced today that she is expecting her first child with her longtime boyfriend Corday. Congratulations, Naomi. Tracy, when you saw this, what was your reaction? I am just happy for Naomi. You know, this is just such a special moment to be going to these doctor's appointments and you start to see the baby for the first time and you start to think of your future. Um, I, I'm just extremely happy if she's happy because we talked about it yesterday. If she loves tennis, she'll be back. If not, then she's going to probably be a fantastic mother and she's done so much in tennis already. Hall of Fame career. Happy for her. Motherhood more important than tennis. And congratulations, amazing. I'm not a doctor. I'm not staying at a Holiday Inn Express, but that <laughs> baby looks to me like three months. I'd say four. Four months. Five. Yeah, it's four? it's a full baby we're it's seeing there. Baby. So that's uh, that's awesome. Congratulations. So she's coming back at the Australian. Yes, next year. I mean you talk about the love of the game. She said these few months away from the sport have really given me a new love and appreciation for the game I have dedicated my life to. And she said. Look forward to seeing you next year in Australia. So no Naomi Osaka 2023, but she's got a lot on her plate this year. We see plenty of mothers out there. Yes. Vika, right? Serena, Yvonne Gulagong in the past, Kim Kleisters. Is it normally how long until they come back? Isn't it usually they have the baby and then it's another year? I think it depends no, on the person. No, no, no. It could be three or four months. Okay. Yeah. Well, congratulations, Naomi, and uh, we wish you all the best with the rest of the pregnancy. Let's get you caught up on everything that happened last night, starting with Caroline Garcia entering this year full of confidence. French woman back at a career-high number four in the world after winning the WTA Finals in Fort Worth last November, the biggest title of her career. And guess what? Came to Adelaide after going undefeated for France at the United Cup. 
but facing Katarina Siniakova, Tracy, a player who Garcia had lost to the last three times they met. Yeah, Garcia is just in such a different place, though, now. She's playing with such aggression and consistency and confidence, most importantly. So Garcia went up five love, but all credit to Siniakova because she hung in there in that first set, got three games, so it kind of stemmed the tide. She felt like she stopped that momentum of Garcia. Does anybody on the WTA Tour come into the net more than Garcia? She's up there all the time. It's so successful, but in that second set, Siniakova was using the width of the court beautifully. She's so consistent. So much success in doubles can bleed over onto the singles court. Go into that third set, and it was Garcia who got up to that 3-1 lead. She takes such big cuts on her return of serve. But Siniakova again coming back. This was all about Garcia, whether it's going to be on her racket. She had 42 winners. That's the 42nd and 14 aces. Pretty nifty match. Got pushed. That's okay. She's now won six straight matches. Her first win over Siniakova in nearly seven years. Sweet Caroline, indeed. How about last year? Got back to that career high four in the world, which she had reached five years previous. Four singles titles, including in Fort Worth. Roland Garros doubles title told us that that really kick-started the rest of her year. Had the best season from June on on the WTA. Now, she has never made it past the fourth round in Melbourne. And in 42 overall Grand Slam singles appearances, has only made it past the round of 16 a couple of times, Jimmy. What do you expect to see from her in Melbourne? I expect to see her start making semis, finals, and winning slams because she has that type of game. And I think she's finally gotten the confidence back. So got the four in the world, had a hiatus for half a decade, decides to come back and starts playing well again. And her game is so complete. As Tracy said, she comes to the net. She can do anything. So she has a lot of options. If things aren't going well, she can change the style of game. And she has a lot of different ways to win. It's a question of does she believe, and I think she's starting to believe the way she played the Tour Finals, the way she played at the U.S. Open. Yeah, the one thing that I want to see is some sustainability, whether she can maintain this level, because we said she got to four before and then had that, that precipitous dip. <clears throat> Excuse me. But her game is pretty high risk, you know, returning so far inside the baseline, taking such big cuts at the ball. If her confidence takes any bit of a ding, she starts spraying the ball. She could be, it could be problematic. Courts are pretty quick in Melbourne. And if she is serving the way that she is, she's one of the top leaders in aces and connecting to her shot. She has the confidence behind out. Look out. Behind her, look out for her at the Australian Open. All right. Looking forward to seeing what Garcia does this year. Danielle Collins actually beat Caroline Garcia in San Diego last October. That was on the way to the semifinals. Looking to make her deepest run since then with a win over Jill Teichman, Tracy. Yeah, and Danielle Collins, I have been so impressed by just a couple of matches that I have seen. She's serving extremely well. Remember that she had really an abbreviated season last year because of health issues off the court and it's really nice to see Danielle who got to the finals at the Australian last year so she likes the Australian summer if she can make another deep run and why not she returned so well this was an interesting match because Collins had a big lead in that second set and then let it go Teichman saved five or six match points but it was Collins in the second set tiebreak who won the last six points when she gets dialed in and is right on top of the baseline, directing traffic so clean and crisp with her ball strikes, she's tough to beat. Second quarterfinal since last March. That is a good sign for Danielle heading to Melbourne, where she made the finals last year. On the men's side, 
No one likes playing at home more than Tanasi Kokonakis. He won a title here last year, going for his third career top ten win against Andre Rublev. Rublev is a player that does not love playing big servers. I've seen him lose to Isner. I've seen him lose to Opelka. And a Kokonakis is in that vein. He's got a huge serve, old serve at a 80 to 90 percent clip. So this was always going to be an uncomfortable match for the top seed. First set went one break of serve for Kokonakis. This was a break of serve for Rublev in the second set, just catching a piece of the line. He holds out through that second set. We go to the third, and this is when Kokonakis brings in the home crowd. At 30 all, that well-played point gets him to break point. He's got the crowd rocking, and then his second break point of the game, he hits his least favorite shot. The backhand down the line, it looked pretty good there. And managed to hold out the rest of the set. And Kokonakis' whole ranking is predicated on this week almost. He won the title last year. He's doing a pretty good job in the quarterfinals beating the top seed. So that had the best memories on this court. Improved to 11-2 and two in Adelaide. To Auckland we go. The rain continuing to disrupt play, moving some matches indoors. Tracy, Cam Nori able to weather the storm against Yuri Lehechka. Yeah, and Cam Nori back home. Remember, he was in Auckland. He was raised there from two to the age of 16. So he is really going to feel yeah, and soak up the crowd. No. And he got down 4-2 in this opening set to this young Czech who has so much confidence. And he won four games in a row. But the Czech does not go away. Remember, we saw Lehechka at the... AT, the United Cup. United Cup. Yep, he's so impressive. I expect big things from him to come. And he really, he actually loved the atmosphere, soaked it up. What they didn't love was the rain. The rain kept coming down. It was really bothersome for both players. And for Nori, he wants to finish this match outside so that he can have the home fan. Home fans really cheering him on, but they have to go indoors when there's, what, like 10 people able to watch? But Nori gets through in three sets. That's all you need. Looks like he threw his racket. That's not good from Lehechka. <laughs> Cam Nori undefeated this year. He's having a great start beating Nadal, Fritz, Demonor. Meantime, Kasparud, Laszlo, Jera, they had to play indoors. Jera had never beaten a top five player, Jimmy, but he had also never lost to Kasparud. Yeah, I guess they haven't played, or have they played? No, they played one top five. Okay, yeah. Well, he didn't lose to him again. As the first set went to Rude, 6-3, and he looked to be in control. But one thing you're not expecting from Laszlo Jera is huge serves. But yesterday, 18 aces for him. And only broken one time. Rude was one of seven on his break chances, so that final set went to a tie break. And there were some unfortunate, unforced errors from Rude, especially with the backhand in the tie break. Did not play a clean tie break at all, and Jarrah took advantage, and he has a top five win now. Biggest yeah, win of his career, it. potentially. Yeah, Blessing in disguise for Kasparud, who now goes over to Melbourne, gets some extra practice on those courts before the year's first major. Only one seed remains in the final eight. Who's coming through this draw? It could be Marco Scarone, Jensen Brooksby. A lot of opportunities with just Cam Nori, the two seed, moving into the quarterfinals. Still to come, speaking of Jensen Brooksby, he can leapfrog three fellow Americans in the ATP rankings with a win tonight. We'll explain. You're watching TC Live.
Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Tracy, Jimmy, Steve, back on TC Live, exclusively on T2 tonight, the Kuyung Classic, 7 Eastern. If you've got your Samsung TV, you know where to go. T2, Alexi Popperin taking on American Taylor Fritz, and then Andy Murray against Alex Demonor, the Kuyung Classic, 7 Eastern, exclusively on T2. To Tasmania we go, Hobart. 2020 Aussie Open champ Sophia Kennan made one WTA quarterfinal last year, Tracy. She could equal that in just the second week of the season. She is looking really sharp. She looks a lot more fit, and because of that, she's moving around the court much better, much quicker, better defense, because we know her offense is spectacular. Taking on Zanevska, who took out the second seed in Mertens, and so... For Kennan, who is a former champion here, this must bring back all sorts of memories. And she's liking what she's seen in her game. Very sharp, very clean, as I said, moving better and striking the ball beautifully because she's always a clean ball striker right in the middle of the court. And if she can hang close to the baseline, she can get that extra ball back in play and also create nice angles. Kennan won this event 2019, said she's feeling like herself on court, playing with confidence. And back into a final eight. In fact, three Americans into the quarterfinals in Hobart. Lauren Davis, Bernarda Perra joining Kennan. Who's got the best shot to win it all? I don't know. I'm thinking Kennan. I, I really like the way that she's striking the ball. And we know you don't forget how to play tennis. You just have to get that mindset again and build that confidence. And it looks like she's got both of those right now. You said that with such a question mark. It's well, because no, who I, knows? I, I, she hasn't actually, been I had in that position at, in a I while. had to look at the names. Okay. Because there's so many tournaments. I had to see who's left. And what's interesting about these draws is so many of them are wide open. These players are coming off of two months of preseason. They're a little bit rusty, and there's a little pressure to try to get ready. It's almost like you're cramming for a test before the Australian Open. So some of those draws are just wide open. Yesterday after the show, Tracy went to which which VO booth? I don't Did you, know, somewhere way in VO the VO booth four to watch Brandon Holder's son win the second round qualifying match. The Australian Open did the same thing today, right? I'm going to that same booth. Same booth. Sure. It's a lucky booth. Because <laughs> she's got her towel and her wristbands ready. Here are the Americans that can qualify for the Australian Open. Beeves got uh, Marco Trungoletti. I know we've done all the scouting there, Trace. We have. I spent a couple hours on videotape there. Dennis Kudla. Uh, he's still playing so well. Michael Moe in the house. Emilio Nava, Ernesto Escobedo. A little trivia there. They're cousins, Nava and Escobedo. And Emilio is so young. He's playing incredibly well. Your son seems to like playing 30-year-old plus because he's beaten two 30-year-olds <laughs> so far in the tournament. He's got another over 30-year-old in the last I like your thinking, baby. Yeah, I love so. it. <laughs> let's, let's keep it going the same trajectory. Uh, as for the American women looking to qualify in Melbourne, got a whole bunch of those as well. The daughter of Hannah Monlikova, Elizabeth Mandlich, Sasha Vickery, Sophie Chen, Coco Vandaway, former top 10 player. Has been week two of the Australian Open before Katie Volinets and Asia Muhammad, who just won a doubles title with Taylor Townsend. What do you think of these matchups? I think the Americans have a great chance in most of these matchups, actually. So go USA. 
Tracy Polina Kudermatova, the younger uh, sister of Veronica Kudermatova. Oh, that's a good one. That's good. How about Ballionettes? Is there a better name? I mean, maybe Tennis Sandgren? Smash Nova. Smash Nova. <laughs> oh, yeah, Smash Nova is good. <laughs> I think that one takes the cake. Tennis is good. What if it was Tennis Ballionettes? <laughs> that would be the one. All right, much more still to come here on TC Live after dropping out of the top 20. Former world number two bar four, Krejcikova, looking to climb back up the ranks this year. We've got more highlights from Adelaide straight ahead. Welcome back, Tennis Channel. Once again, your home for extensive coverage of the year's first major. TC Live at the Australian Open begins this Sunday, 5 o'clock Eastern, your only two-hour pregame show. I'll be joined by Hall of Famers Martina Navratilova, Lindsay Davenport, plus we got Prakash Amitraj and John Wertheim. All the highlights, interviews, big stories from the year's first major. Join us this Sunday, 5 o'clock Eastern. More highlights from Auckland. Jensen Brooksby facing Diego Schwartzman, the Argentine, trying to snap a seven-match losing streak, Jimmy, but his body would not hold up. Well, he was one of 15 sets as he ended 2022, and he started 2023 not particularly well. Down to love early. Brooksby had all the answers. These were very difficult conditions, very breezy 30 to 40 mile an hour gusts, and you don't want to play Jensen Brooksby when the ball is blowing all over the place because he can hit it in no matter what. If it touches his racket, it goes in the first set, 6-1 for Brooksby. Very early stages, just second point of the second set, and Schwartzman as he sticks his left leg out to hit an open stance backhand, defending that backhand, and tweaks the groin area, and you see the reaction from him. That was it. He got it taped up, wasn't able to finish. And so Brooksby moves on. And you know, big question marks now for Diego Schwartzman. Big question marks. Brooksby going to pass John Isner, Maxime Cressy, Riley Opelke in the rankings if he wins his match tonight. Meantime, back to Adelaide. Former world number two, Barbara Krejcikova taking on the world number eight. Currently, Daria Kazetkina. Krejcikova has won three mixed, one women's doubles title at the Aussie Open. Hoping to do the same in singles, Tracy. This is a lot of fun to watch a match like this because these ladies don't depend just solely on power. There's a lot of variety, a lot of changes of pace, angles, some spins, some shorts, and it was Katakina who looked so sharp in that opening set. She's got a lot of top spin on the forehand. She can whip it really well when she gets inside the baseline. But what I like most about Kazakina is she actually had six aces, Jimmy. So often we see her just kind of throw that first serve in to start the point. So this is a, a really nice-looking match for her, a little more offensive. Converted four of her seven break points as well. So Kazakina takes out Krejcikova. She'll play another major champion in the quarterfinals when she faces Petra Kvitova. Some good matchups. We knew when this draw started and how high the, the players who were in qualies. I mean, these matchups are incredible. <laughs> From the first it. round, every matchup was tough in this Adelaide tournament. So it's, of course, going to be difficult in the quarter. We'll break down some of these matches later on the show. But first, what is trending on social media? Huge news in college tennis today. The NCAA Individual Championships will be moved to the fall in 2024 and 2025. It is a two-year pilot program. The team championships will continue to be held during the spring. Uh, we've got Jimmy, who's a former assistant coach in college tennis. Tracy, who had multiple sons, play college tennis. Jimmy, what's your reaction to hearing that the individual championships can be played in the fall now? 
I love it because I hated the way it went from team right into the individual. So a lot of times the players that were there late in the team competition, a little bit spent emotionally, physically for the individual. That's not going to be the case anymore, obviously. So I think it's much better. And, and apparently there's television as well that, that, that may like this, this, the way they're running it. You know, for me, I think it was a little bit of a shock in the beginning because my actually my brothers, I had a couple brothers that played at UCLA. I remember watching them play and remember seeing all of the NCAAs in May. But I agree with Jimmy now. Once I started thinking about it, once that team match is going on and some of those players that are playing quarters, semis, finals, it makes it very difficult for them to turn around and play the individuals the next week. They're kind of beaten up a little. And the other ones that lose early, they're sharp. So I think it's good. Let's, let's spread the wealth. Great move. 2024, 2025 individual championships in the fall. All right, how about this one? Uh, Australian Open resurfacing their courts before the pros get to town. I, I could just watch this over and over and over again, put it on TikTok, let it go. What, what goes into this process, Jimmy? What makes it a, a slow court? What makes it a fast court, depending on what, what this guy's doing? I mean, what's funny is I don't actually know. I assume it's the amount of sand <laughs> they put in into the paint, and it looks like that's just an acrylic top paint that they put over it, and it just depends how much they put into the into the mixture how much sand and if they want it slow they'll sand it up a little bit more Tracy knows how quick they are this year because her son's playing. Have you talked to him at all about the surface? I think it's pretty quick, yeah, and I think you're absolutely right. I mean, the more sand, we talk about Indian Wells being gritty. That's the difference. That looks really smooth. It looks really smooth. Doesn't, doesn't look too gritty. I don't, I don't see a lot of sex in I can't believe that they do it like that. Well, though. I can't believe they so make smooth. a court. He's walking right through the stuff. It should have, <laughs> it should have footprints. footprint problems. <laughs> Whatever. Apparently, it drives right away. Magic what they do there. Thursday schedule, TC Live a little later tomorrow. 7 o'clock Eastern, and then we've got your action coming right after that from Hobart, Adelaide, Auckland at 8 o'clock. T2 coverage starting at 10.30, and Encore coverage all day long. We'll be back to preview tonight's matches after this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back on TC Live, 99-year-old and a 98-year-old playing with the Stars last night for charity in Australia. Pretty cool stuff. You can find more information on this and everything all year long on Tennis.com, your source for all the best news, score stories in the tennis world right now. Zachary Cohen has your Aussie Open betting preview. Log on to Tennis.com today. Also involved in the Tennis Plays for Peace event last night. Listen in to Coco Golf and Francis Tiafo. Yeah, okay. I'll win this rally, bro. I'll break you down. My back into your forehead. I take this all uh, I'll break you down. Uh-huh. Uh. You aren't beating this, Francis. Uh, I wouldn't I'll break you down. for this. You don't want that. I don't miss on you. You don't want it. Bro. You don't want it. Yeah, I ain't missing, bro. You <laughs> That's right. Coco knew her backhand to Francis's forehand. That was money. She was not going to miss, Tracy. <laughs>
not too many people are going to win that rally against Coco's backhand. No, I think Francis's only chance was to throw in one to the forehand. <laughs> Do his best to get the win. That was awesome. Um, this is what's going down tonight. We are hearing there might be some rain once again in Auckland. Marcos Giron, Cam Norrie supposed to start at the top of the hour. Jensen Brooksby looking to make the semifinals. Kvitova, Kazakina, Danielle Collins in action. That bottom matchup, the four seed against the eight seed. Let's talk about some of these. Starting with one that is not pictured. Corinne Hatchinoff, Jack Draper. That's, that's a nice one. we got the young British guy, Jack Draper, taking on Corinne Hatchinoff, who leads the head-to-head 2-0, including a straight set win about seven or eight days ago. He, he took out Jack Draper. So the Brit going for some revenge tonight. Jack Draper should have beaten him at the U.S. Open. He got injured in that match. He was a set-all serving for the third set, Jack Draper. When he hurt himself, I was watching a bit of that match, and Draper looked to me like he was the better player. Obviously, seven or eight days ago, that wasn't the case. <laughs> so he will try to get revenge. I have a lot of faith in Jack Draper. I think he's going to mm. be top 20 in the world at the end of this year. Yeah, great. An upset. Uh, top 30 or 40, but I agree. Yeah. 30 or 40. All right. I like his... His stock. Full. Every okay. time Hatchinoff has been Adelaide, he's made at least the quarterfinals. Uh, Kazakina and Petra Kvitova. Contrasting styles. We love these matchups, right? So different. <laughs> Could there be more of a contrast? Um, Kvitova wants to hit every ball just about as hard as she can, even if she's off balance. So that's why Kazakina has to get the ball in awkward places. Hit it up high, hit it down low with the slice, draw her in with some short slices. Gets, roll some balls off the court, get uh, Kvitova moving. If Kvitova can get that first strike, and she's been playing well. She, she beat and beat Pagula last week in the United Cup. If she can get that first strike, she's tough to beat. Beat Kazakina four in love, Madrid quarterfinals back in 2018. Long time ago, different surface. Danielle Collins, former uh, pupil of yours, right, against uh, Veronica Kudermatova. Get this, Jimmy. Kudermatova has hit the most aces so far of anyone this week. Collins has hit the most winners. So what gives? I'm not sure. From Collins, <laughs> Collins, when she plays now, when I've seen her in the last, I don't know, six, eight months, there's not the same fire. There's not the same passion. Now she's come to this tournament, and she's played really well. She's been ripping winners. But I'm accustomed to seeing her when she hits a decent shot going crazy and getting angry as well when she misses. She's doing none of that. Maybe that's great. I'm not sure. But it feels like sometimes... The energy level is less than I remember it as far as movement and all that. I think last year was just a really difficult year for her. She had surgery. There were some, some health issues that she had. And so, therefore, it was kind of stop-start. That's never easy on a tennis player. You know we like to get momentum, don't like to build up rust, even if we are off for three or four weeks. So that, I think, is now pushed into the background. She's looking strong. She's looking eager. I bet we see that intensity, that mega intensity back. Mega. I want yes. the mega. You Just want the, the mega. come on at, at like a 15. 15 out of 10. on in her opponent. Well, I thought you made it 15 love. No, no, no. Point. 15 out of 10 in terms of, you know, but volume. But it could even be her opponent double faults. And she'll go, come on! Yeah. <laughs> it's. it's <laughs> I mean, you don't see that often. I want to see it again. It's coming back. I think it's coming the back. The fire's Jimmy. building. Uh, right now, they're not playing in Auckland. Marcos Giron, Cam Nori waiting for that court to dry. Right now, we'll see if it gets played outside or inside. But while we wait, we've got an encore from Adelaide yesterday between Andre Rublev, Tanasi Kokonakis. That is coming up after a quick break. For Tracy Austin and Jimmy Arias, I'm Steve Weissman. Thanks for joining us once again on TC Live.